people realize just how different um, your experience with the city is when you're on a bicycle. We yeah. want to be that last mile solution for riders. You know, hop on one of our bikes, take it to a metro stop. I'm Laura Whitley. In this edition of The Next Stop, we check in with Houston B-Cycle, how the growing bike share nonprofit is helping more transit riders reach their destinations and gain a new perspective of the city from two wheels. The next stop. The next stop. The next stop. Metro's podcast. Well, I am pleased to uh, welcome today Mr. Brian Reed, who is the executive director of Houston B Cycle, and Abby Fernandez, the marketing and outreach coordinator uh, for Houston B Cycle. Thank you for joining the next stop. Oh, thank you for having us, Laura. We're we're both uh, excited and honored to be here. Yes, yes, I'm very excited. So, um, as we have been doing uh, now for about a year, we're recording this uh, virtually. Uh, so uh, that is the uh, difference in the audio. Uh, but we will continue to soldier through. And Brian, for those who aren't familiar with Houston B Cycle and Bike Share, um, you know, can you just kind of provide an introduction of, of what this? Uh, transportation services? Absolutely. So we are a nonprofit. We're one of the largest nonprofit bike shares in the entire nation, uh, which we're very proud of. We operate almost 1,100 bikes around Houston, and our bikes are docked. So we have docks. um, We have 125 stations mixed throughout Houston uh, where you can go If you're a member, um, you get a free hour ride uh, for every ride. So you can go check out a bike. Um, if you're a guest as well, you can rent one. And 1,100 bikes—that's that's a lot of bikes. Um, and and I I know that uh, folks who maybe haven't used your services before have probably seen stations. And I know when I drive around, it seems like they're everywhere. Is that accurate? Well, our growth has been just absolutely tremendous, um, and we're really fortunate to have a lot of uh, sponsors in terms of elected officials. Um, local businesses, management districts. There's just a lot of energy in Houston. Uh, You'll see quotes online that world-class cities have a bike culture and bike share and different ways to get around the city. So I think uh, we're at a really unique time. A lot of, uh, you know, tragedy and trauma has happened this past year with COVID, and it has pushed a lot of people outside um, in different ways. So throughout this entire period, we've seen our ridership skyrocket. So we'll, uh, about three years ago, we were at, and Abby, you can fact check me on this, but we were at about uh, 50 stations. And I, I, at the end of this year, we'll finish with about 150 stations total uh, and about 1,300 bikes. So our, our growth, people realize just how different um, your experience with the city is when you're on a bicycle. And uh, yeah, we hope to, you know, we're a nonprofit. So our goal is just to get people out there. And, uh, and see our city. And I think the beautiful thing uh, as well is you on a bike, you see people differently. When you're per, you know, perhaps driving in a vehicle, when I'm in my car, um, I'm commuting. When I, when I get a chance to be on a bike, I'm listening and I'm seeing the community. So uh, we're excited to play a, a small role in that. Absolutely. Did you want to hop in there, Abby, in terms of growth? Oh, yes. Uh, I was actually uh, right now been here for two and a half years. When I first started, it was just 40 stations. And honestly, like 
only a hundred bikes and it's been huge growth. I mean, from the pandemic, adding on 10 more mechanics and making sure that we have, you know, safe, sustain, like sanitation pr protocols and making sure everybody's and kind of all together. It's been really great to see the growth of it and everybody learning more with the e-bikes and adding more stations to right next to the bike lanes, um, especially in downtown and in midtown. So it's going to be really more visibility and building more partners too. I mean, um, since having the parks board as a partner to other nonprofits, to legacy clinic and American heart association, it's uh, nonstop. And it's really great. Just giving people this fun, new way to get around, especially now this has been the best spring weather I've seen so far. Yeah, it has. It's been pretty fantastic. It's a great time uh, for those who haven't tried to definitely get out there uh, and um, try uh, commuting, uh, utilizing bike and metro, of course. Talk a little bit about B-Cycle in terms of its connection when it comes to the larger multimodal transit world. Many of these stations are located very close to metro stops and certainly metro rail stations. And, and how does that help riders to move around? Sure. Well, you know, we want to be that last mile solution for riders. You know, hop on one of our bikes, take it to a metro stop. Um, and we, Metro has been phenomenal partners with us in terms of strategically placing our stations. And um, you know, on a hot Houston day, we know our ridership is uh, actually uh, increases significantly <laughs> through the summer months. So I give Houston's a lot of credit. Like we are tough and we can endure uh, some some very some very hot circumstances. Um, but hop on a bike, feel the air, take that last mile solution from your place of work, from your community. Uh, take it, dock the bike at a metro station. And uh, yeah, have access to the remainder of the city. So we see us playing whatever role someone uh, needs us to play in terms of helping uh, their commute. And one of the things like Metro that that is also shared with Houston B-Cycle is the level of accessibility when it comes to affordability. Um, you know, transportation, it's been a challenging year plus now for so many people um, and who have uh, struggled uh, with employment and other losses. And, um, you know, right, uh, Houston B-Cycle is certainly economically uh, less uh, expensive than, you know, operating a vehicle. And again, in terms of the connection and, and providing people the, that vital link for transportation, um, it, 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 it's so important as well. So for, uh, I, I heard this number a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, this is, this is the number that we need to be sharing. For 22 cents a day, you can become an annual member with us. So that gets you access to unlimited one hour rides on our network. Um, so that that's a that's an affordable number, and we also have um, different programs, and we're looking to expand um, into cash only options, so that uh, folks that may not have credit, because understanding that an obstacle to using our app um, and you know having a credit and a credit card uh, could be an obstacle for folks, um, we're trying to remove all those barriers possible. So we're in the works right now. COVID um, and this past year, in terms of being in person, has put a little bit of a damper on our ability to work with our cash-based partners to offer some memberships. Um, but as Abby mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we're working with the Legacy Clinic and uh, the American Heart Association to offer 
um, they're offering free memberships for folks um, for based upon health conditions to get them outside. Um, and we see there's just tremendous opportunity to partner um, with with local nonprofits, as Abby said, and just the community. You know, I think the the key point that always floats through my mind a lot in these conversations is, you know, some cities have for-profit bike shares. We're nonprofit. We're we have uh we're we have a lot of pride to take into the fact that we have over a 90% fare box recovery rate for our service. So we're we're really able to fund our our operations just through ridership. Um, so so we're really proud and excited about that. And I think that gives us tremendous opportunity and flexibility moving into these these next few years to continue to expand our service and expand our um, our, our access. Like that that's part of our mission statement, and we really you know, we really want to live into it and not just say it. Absolutely. And Abby, can could you walk us through just a little bit in terms of the mechanics of how one goes about um, uh, renting a bike? Um, and I, I know, uh, Brian, you mentioned the app. Uh, you know, how does that work? What's really great that there's two different ways for someone to go check out and a B-cycle. They could go to any of our 125 locations and counting, go to the kiosk, Really easy touchpad screen on there. And the other one that we actually added is going to be the app. So it's a free B-Cycle app that you download. That helps you check out to see the rest of the network. And it's more of a contact list. So then you can check out a bike on there. So we want to give people that extra, uh, you know, visibility. And, you know, we had to add that feature because of uh, the pandemic. But it's actually been a lot easier for people to check out bikes now just using the app since they could see surrounding stations that they can easily just travel to. So there's the kiosk and the B-Cycle app. That's cool. So on the app, will it, does it have the intelligence to tell someone if there's a bike available at whatever station? Yes. So um, since we added the e-bikes as well, you can see if their station um, has an electric bike on there. So you will see um, they'll have a lightning bolt indication but whenever you see the map, it'll give you the number of bikes that are there and the number of open docks. So if you're trying to go to another station, um, making sure that there's an open dock available so you can dock it in safely and securely. That's awesome. I'm going to have to try that. I have not gotten your app. I'll have to download that. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about utilizing uh, your service, and so its connection to transit, I think we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the growing number of bike lanes that are going all over. I know Metro has been very involved in developing those. I, I know there's more, more coming. I, there's some, I, I know, going uh, downhill cropped. I was just, uh, that, that's that been announced. Um, how does that aid those who are using B-cycles? This is so great, Laura. I was, I was just looking at the data earlier today. So it's fresh in my mind about uh, station <laughs> performance and you look on a map and you can predict our station performance if it's located on a protected bike lane, if it's located in a park or a trail. Essentially, the performance is going to increase when people feel safe. And uh, I know we've got the safety month coming up next month, too. And mm-hmm. I think this is where we're really fortunate in Houston to have um, elected officials and just a lot of energy around building uh, safe streets, uh, Vision Zero. There's just a a ton of momentum around, um, you know, a world living in a city in which, uh, you know, the only mode of transportation is a car and, uh, you know, planning around uh, public transportation and uh, different, um, you know, multimodal transportation like B-Cycle. 
So when it comes to safety, for those who utilize the bikes, what are some things that are important to keep in mind? So one of the things that uh, we started doing um, is as whenever someone docks in their bike um, or even checks it out, when um, you'll get a text message saying to remember to wash your hands before and after every ride and to keep, you know, that six feet distance. And what's really great is that even in our website, we have bike safety tips and even discounts uh, if you're a member to get a helmet because we want to encourage people to be safe wear a helmet if they can, and as well as the biking groups. And a lot of the times now that Bike Month is in May coming up, we're adding some more bike events, but still being as safe as possible. You know, requiring masks whenever you're not on the bike, still keeping that distance, as well as in every kind of a, any event. I have ambassadors and myself there to just give people some safety tips, making sure they're staying to the right of the lane, and kind of making sure that they're in a group and just be as visible as possible because we want to make sure there isn't any accident. And we are huge um, supporters of the Vision Zero program, and we want to make sure that this is we're doing our part as well. And we also, Laura, to add, um, you know, one thing that I find really compelling is that safety goes up the more people that are actually on bikes. So we've seen, I mean, the data show that out, that cities that um, start to turn that corner and commit, people People become accustomed to it. Um, other modes of transportation are more aware of bikes. So I think it it definitely goes both ways. And we want to ensure that, um, you know, all cyclists out there are following procedures. And we also, you know, want to ensure that um, it's, it's not an oddity to see someone on a bike in Houston, that we can expect it and that uh, driver behavior can uh, adjust accordingly in all, all different modes of transportation to you know, ensure that we're keeping each other safe as Houstonians. Absolutely. And driver behavior is a major part of safety, both for cyclists and certainly for um, just the larger safety on the roads, uh, particularly when you consider about Vision Zero, which is the city of Houston's initiative to end traffic deaths. Uh, I believe by 2030, uh, I'll have to go back check myself, but when it comes to interacting with cyclists, what are some key things that drivers um, need to, should, those behind wheels and mo motor vehicles uh, should keep in mind uh, when interacting with cyclists? One, um, I'll punt this to Abby in a second, but one, <laughs> one uh, piece of information that I find really compelling and I hold myself accountable to now is that if a, a, a speed limit of 25 miles an hour or less significantly increases the driver's ability to see what's around them and react in time. Um, so I know that there's current, there's been current legislation um, and there's a lot of groups in Houston that are doing great work to educate folks that 25 mile an hour speed limits um, really make a difference and can save lives. Um, so I think from a policy standpoint, um, that's, that's something that's very aligned with, um, you know, ensuring that, that our folks are safe and that everyone on a bike and, you know, my wife uh, uh, taking our son to the park on a sidewalk, just on a stroller. Um, you know, I, I want to live in a city where I feel assured that she's safe. And uh, so as a, as a driver myself, uh, knowing this data and this information, it's really it's, re it's really in my mind now to just slow down. Um, and uh, so that that's definitely one aspect of it. And then I'll, I'll kick it to Abby for the rest. What's really great is that last year, some of our field techs and myself did this bicycle driver awareness safety course from Bike Houston, and it helped out a lot. One of the things that I want to tell 
drivers is um, whenever they're even stopping at an intersection, one of the biggest accidents is at intersections with cyclists whenever they're right on the right side of their passenger door. And so one of the things that I told my riders and drivers is never kind of drive right next to them. You have to be as visible as possible. And for, yeah, just how we were saying, kind of slowing down and making sure that you see them and giving them enough space for them to cycle because you never know where they're going to be driving to or cycling to. They don't have blinkers. And so that's one of the main things. And visibility is definitely key. Absolutely. And, and, and you, and really, and yeah, just kind of keeping your distance, right? Because a vehicle has so much more power than um, anybody who's on two wheels. That, that makes a lot of sense. And certainly pedestrians and all of that. Um, I want, just wanted to sort of open up uh, the conversation a little bit in terms of, you know, what, what, uh, and talk about uh, the, the future or what uh, folks have to look forward to here um, in this year with Houston B-Cycle. Um, I, I think you mentioned it a little bit, but you guys have had just crazy ridership growth over the past year. Again, folks wanting to get out and, and, and you know, discovering the city. What do we have on the horizon? And also, if there's not a, a B-Cycle station in your neighborhood or you kind of feel like it would help with that last mile solution, what do we do? Yeah, let me let me take that question, Laura, and then okay. um, Abby's got some fun some fun events on tap for us. So um, for folks who so the exciting part about this year is we'll be adding over twenty five stations by year's end. Um, so we're continuing to uh, grow our profile. Um, we're really uh, blessed to have support from um, Commissioner Ellis and Commissioner Garcia, as well as uh, different city council districts who have supported our growth. We, um, from a financial perspective, we are able to cover the cost of our operations, but for new expansion, we really need partners. The beauty of that is that it really allows us to establish stations in partnership. Um, we're not coming to, you know, drop a station out on someone. Um, we are, we're really wanting to work with neighborhoods and communities um, to make this their station and meet the needs that they have. Um, so um, yeah, our, our expansion is in large part just by some some visionary leaders that we have within the city um, who are willing to make this investment um, for their constituents. Um, then Abby um, has a bunch of uh, amazing events teed up specifically for the upcoming bike month. Right now, it's honestly almost every weekend we'll be having something and hopefully and to every different neighborhood too. Um, uh, we have been adding it on our B-Cycle events page, um, which is on our website. Just go to the About Us and under Bike Rides. And there's going to be um, East End Bike Ride with a tour of the mural, which is going to be with artists himself, um, taking you around all these really great murals using B-Cycles. And B-Cycle Awareness Days, which I highly recommend um, to find out where the locations will be out on our social media at Houston B-Cycle. But we're giving free rides to people because a lot of the times these awareness days, people are at these parks and they have they're just biking around or just walking and having picnics. And we want to give this opportunity to give people more information about bike share and showing them where other bike rides um, stations are at. And yeah, there's going to be the really big one is to that bike tour every day, which is May 21st. Um, on a Friday, and during the whole day, we're giving everybody a free 30-minute ride car. Um, all they need for that, for that promo code is that BTWD, um, 
or that 0521. But all this information's on our website. And um, yeah, we definitely want people just to utilize it. It is bike month and there's this spring. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then to, I failed to answer your question, Laura, about how to reach out if they uh, if someone needs a station. So just to answer that, um, we, we have an email address on our website, um, info at houstonbikeshare.org. If somebody's really interested and finds a location, we got a, we get a lot of uh, emails um, from uh, local citizens who, you know, find a location. I say, oh, I, it would be so incredible. Um, you know, this makes sense for so many different folks in our communities. And that allows us um, with, you know, with the elected officials I mentioned and the, the local uh, management districts, TERS, all of those entities that are looking to really make um, solutions for their um, constituency. Um, you know, we can compile a group together and uh, yeah, once we get the cost of the station on the ground, then we'll, we'll, we operate those stations and put out some really awesome bikes. Absolutely. And I mean, it just, there, there's just so many benefits I know, um, you know, from, you know, again, lowering our carbon footprint, increasing safety, and again, awareness of community. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm thinking about too, I know during over this past year, it's become incredibly difficult to actually find a bike in the store and purchase a bike. There, there's just like, the, there's been a, a global bike boom. Um, and bike share is such a fabulous solution because you know, you're not using even like you don't use your car all the time. You're definitely not using your bike all the time. And it's, it's neat. Um, the whole share part of that, I don't know. It seems like a perfect solution, particularly right now. Yep. No, I love that point. And let us do the work of the maintenance and service. Um, you know, it's nice to walk up to a bike and know you won't have to grease this chain later or uh, put air in these tires. So um, let us do that. Every ride that someone takes helps support our network and allows us to bring service to others. So uh, every Houstonian can do their part. Get out, ride our bikes. Look for uh, the, the free uh, uh, coupons that Abby will be posting, the promo codes. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't share you know, my wife uh, is not the biggest bike fan in the world. She tried out one of our e-bikes and the smile on her face. So <laughs> if you haven't tried an e-bike uh, yet, it's a pedal assist. It's very gentle. You don't realize it until it kicks in. And it's uh, just really a great opportunity to uh, get out on a bike, but maybe not do as much calorie burning <laughs> as you might otherwise do. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for those and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Let's Let's get out this summer and enjoy ourselves. Well, that sounds really neat. Well, um, Abby Fernandez, Brian Reed, I really uh, appreciate you all. Um, thank you for uh, joining us today on The Next Stop. Absolutely proud. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Metro riders save big on B-Cycle. Visit ridemetro.org backslash B-Cycle for promo codes. And you'll also see a map to help you find B-Cycle stations that are closest to your favorite routes. That's all for this edition of The Next Stop. I'm Laura Whitley. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can find them on our website or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you could please do us a favor and leave a rating or review, that'll help us out a lot. Until next time, drive less, do more with Metro.